All right. I'm putting on my headphones now. Ah, they feel nice and soft on my ears. I'll just make a few adjustments here as we start recording. Go ahead. Choose a comfortable spot to listen and settle in. You're about to hear our most relaxing episode yet. I'm just going to take a quick sip of my water. Ah, let's record a podcast, shall we? Welcome to Like and Describe, YouTube's first official trends podcast. Each episode, we go on a journey to find the little-known stories behind YouTube's biggest trends. I'm your host, Matt Pat, and today we're diving into the quietest trend on YouTube, ASMR, which sounds a little something like this. Every day, people all over the world post videos of themselves doing everything from slurply eating ramen to crinkling paper to playing Minecraft while whispering about the world that they're exploring. I've got some Minecraft relaxation for you all today. The sun is setting in my game. So beautiful. And every day, millions more watch those videos. In 2022 alone, videos related to ASMR received over 90 billion views on YouTube. Pop star Billie Eilish has been called an ASMR icon due to her whispered singing and finger snaps. And celebrities like Jake Gyllenhaal and Cardi B have also hopped on the trend with their own videos. Hello, I'm Jake ASMR Gyllenhaal. This is uh, bubble wrap. Now, I'll bet you've been hearing the term ASMR for years now, but you might have a hard time describing exactly what it is. Well, the letters themselves stand for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Many people who experience ASMR describe the feeling as a tingling sensation, like goosebumps, that begins in the scalp and travels down the back of the neck. It's an immediate response triggered by gentle stimuli like whispers, crackling noises, and tapping, and it causes people to feel extremely relaxed. Or so I've heard. Have to admit, I've never actually experienced the sensation for myself. But I have to say that as ASMR has gone from a trend to a full-on content genre, I've been increasingly curious about it. So in this episode, I'm searching for answers to all of my burning questions. Like, what is actually happening in the brain when people experience ASMR? Can I find the first ever ASMR video? And is it possible for me, Matt Pat, to finally feel the brain tingles? I'll talk with a leading researcher to understand the science behind ASMR. The feeling physiologically has probably been felt as long as it's been humans. But our awareness of it is much more recent. And I'll even get a personal lesson from one of the world's biggest ASM artists. So then you can also lift those objects up and closer to the microphone. And then you can just gently make noises as you describe it. So this is a beautiful leather pouch right here. I love how squishy it is. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Yep, that was Gentle Whispering ASMR, the first ASMR artist to reach 1 million subscribers. We'll hear more from Maria later on. But first, let's go back to where it all began. To get to the origin of ASMR on YouTube, we spoke with one of its early fans. The ASMR community back then was very, very small. And people were talking online about it, having discussions, meeting. But more or less, I found that Everybody who was talking about it tended to have their own channel. That's Emma Smith, better known as the popular creator Whispers Red ASMR on YouTube. Today, Emma's a full-time ASMR artist with over a million subscribers. Her most popular video has 21 million views. It's three and a half hours of fabric sounds with zero talking. But back in 2012, Emma was a young mom, struggling with PTSD and having a hard time sleeping after a terrible car accident. Late one night, after skipping through hours of rainforest and wave sounds, Emma stumbled onto videos of people whispering, and a familiar feeling from childhood crept up. It's like uh, tingles, crinkles, like little sparkles in your head usually works its way down the spine from the scalp, nice and slow, and it's kind of a dreamy feeling. Emma recalled her days as a schoolgirl growing up in the UK, feeling those brain tingles whenever she rummaged through her pencil case, or her teacher read really slowly during story time. She also felt it when a classmate played with her hair or drew letters and shapes on her back. So, so many ASMR moments from childhood but we didn't know there was a name for it, and we didn't know how to explain it. Watching the videos helped Emma feel better, and they helped her sleep. She spent hours searching for new videos, and stumbled upon forums and chat rooms where people gathered to talk about the tingles. Turns out that people had been sharing their experiences in forums like this since before the term ASMR even existed, way back in 2007. Like many other early ASM artists, Emma created her channel as a way to connect with others in the community. People were communicating by giving each other tingles and making videos about what's in my makeup bag and things around my house just to learn about each other. That's what it was all about. Emma and her small community had no idea that ASMR would become the cultural phenomenon that it is now. Going back in time to the early days really made me curious about the first video that started it all. So, I wonder, can I find the first ever ASMR video? In order to find out, I reached out to Ernest Petty, the Trends Insights lead on YouTube's Culture and Trends team. It's his job to stay on top of the latest viral content on the platform. Can you describe for me a little bit about the first ASMR videos? Yeah, the first ASMR videos weren't even ASMR videos. They were unintentional ASMR videos. So there is a video called Virtual Barbershop from May of 2007, for instance. This video has over 38 million views, and it's just an audio experience of being in a barbershop. Now, as I begin the clipping, and I bring the clippers closer to your ear, very closer to the right ear, Follow me as I move around the back of the head to the left ear. If I'm on this quest to find the first ever ASMR video, the barbershop video, would that be technically the first? 
you are on a quest for the Holy Grail. <laughs> I, I hope that you find it. Um, oh, thanks. The virtual barbershop video could be described as one of the earliest unintentional ASMR videos. And I think that the reason that you could call it that is if you think about the fact that these people are gathering in forums in 2007, and that video was uploaded in 2007. So I think that you could call it the first ASMR video, but I think that ASMR artists would probably dispute that. They might point you to this channel that is now known as Whispering Life ASMR, but was originally just called Whispering Life. And in March of 2009, Whispering Life uploaded a video titled Whisper One Hello. I couldn't really find any um, videos on YouTube of people whispering. Um, so I thought I'd make a channel of whispering so all you whisperers out there can listen to me if you like. The video is barely two minutes long, and all you can see is a black screen while she whispers. Ernest explained to me that this Whispering Life video was actually posted a year before the term ASMR was created. The term ASMR was actually coined in 2010 by Jennifer Allen, who was participating in these conversations that were happening in forums. Once this term is coined, and once there are ASM artists, then it becomes very easy for people who are seeking this to come to YouTube and to just search for ASMR and find not just people who are creating this content, but other people like themselves who are seeking this content. And this sets the stage for ASMR to blow up in popularity over the next decade. Was there ever a critical inflection point where ASMR became mainstream, uh, where you were like, this is now an international phenomenon? I think that probably the tipping point is this range between 2017 and 2019. In 2017, there are a couple key things that happen. First, you have the first YouTube creators who pass 1 million subscribers. The first of those was Gentle Whispering ASMR in August of 2017, followed almost immediately by ASMR Darling the very next month. That same year, IKEA posted a 25-minute video under the name Oddly IKEA, promoting a new home collection. Look at this wonderfully colorful duvet cover. And then, in 2019, ASMR made it to the most-watched event in America, the Super Bowl. Actress Zoe Kravitz was cast in a commercial for the beer company Michelob, where she whispered between two microphones and tapped her fingernails against a cold bottle of brew. Let's all experience something together. 2019 was also the year that ASMR videos passed 1 billion views per month on YouTube. What's crazy is that we're well beyond that now. Like two years after that, we were at over 65 billion views for the year. So that's like exponential growth. In order to understand this exponential growth, I needed to get a clearer understanding of this tingly reaction. Like, is it real? Has it been proven to be beneficial? And can anyone in the world actually experience it? To find out, I reached out to one of the leading ASMR scientists in the world. I'm Craig Richard. I'm a professor of physiology at Shenandoah University in Virginia. 
Dr. Richard has a humble list of accomplishments. He's the founder of ASMRUniversity.com. He's host of the podcast Sleep Whispers. He's author of the book Brain Tingles. And he's the coordinator of the largest ASMR research project ever, with over 30,000 participants. So, what has Dr. Richard found out about the science behind ASMR? In 2018, he published a study about people who watched ASMR videos while having their brains scanned by an MRI. His team quickly noticed a pattern. The areas of the brain that lit up were the same areas that activated during relaxing moments, as well as when having interactions with people in real life. One of the regions that we saw strongly lit up was the medial prefrontal cortex. That is an area that is known to be associated with social interactions, and that is at the heart of all ASMR videos. There's someone in that video doing something kind and caring for you. And Dr. Richard thinks that there's an evolutionary reason why ASMR content appeals to humans. A big part of it has to do with our hands. When you watch ASMR videos, you'll see that a lot of times they're doing something with their hands. It's likely that our brains evolved to lean into someone's hands when they're doing something that could be useful to us. That would have been things like maybe they're creating a tool. Maybe they're picking berries. Maybe they've come up with a way to make medicine from plants. But they're hyper-focused on what their hands are doing. It seems to be important to them. So therefore, it might be important to you. This leads us to the most important part of ASMR content, the human element. Dr. Richard helped me understand that, at its heart, ASMR is all about the viewer's need to connect with another human. He said that's why people don't get the tingles from nature sounds or binaural beats, no matter how relaxing those might be. The sounds themselves that trigger ASMR are not inherently ASMR triggering. For example, if I showed you a video and you heard someone's fingernails tapping and you saw someone tapping, that may relax someone who experiences ASMR. If I showed you a video of a tarantula walking across glass, but I used the same exact tapping sounds, you may not be relaxed by that. Dr. Richard said that many peer-reviewed studies have shown the health benefits of watching ASMR videos. But what if you're like me, someone who's never experienced this warm, fuzzy feeling that takes over your brain? Like me, you might be wondering, can anyone feel these magic tingles? Dr. Richard said that not everyone is so lucky. He cited one study which found that only 24% of participants felt relaxed in response to ASMR content, with 14% feeling the tingles. But wait, there's good news. Some of the people who said they don't experience it just might not have found the right trigger yet. So, I chatted with one of the world's biggest ASM artists to get some help. If I'm looking to try and find my tingle, as it were, uh, what advice do you have for me? Well, first you have to probably cut out the things that you do not enjoy, because it's very easy to find ASMR videos that are just not for you. That's Maria, creator of Gentle Whispering ASMR, the first ASMR channel to reach 1 million subscribers back in 2017. Her videos currently have over a billion views on YouTube. She's best known for her videos that simulate real-life experiences, like haircuts, checkups at the doctor, and facial treatments. I'm going to also use this brush right now. And this brush is specifically made to um, make the 
It's important to realize that any given ASMR video isn't going to do it for everyone. I specifically cut out things I don't like so that it narrows down the things that I do like and do enjoy. For example, I do not enjoy mouth sounds or people who do chewing videos, but there's a huge community who does enjoy that. And I just don't put my, myself into that position. Dr. Richard had similar advice. I would say go to YouTube, type in ASMR, and be ready to treat it like a food buffet. The first video may not do it for you. The second video may not do it for you. But you don't want to walk into a food buffet, pick up one food, taste it, and then decide, I don't like food at all, and walk away from this wonderful buffet, which surely must have something in it just for you. I invited Maria to try a few different triggers on me. She created an experience like she was standing directly behind me, whispering into my ears. I really like even like this behind the ear sounds sometimes, so it sounds like you're right behind the ear. Ooh, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Ah, you, you like the behind the ears? That, that, that's about, I would say, that was the closest that anything has gotten. Like that one felt a little bit different, or I, I had some sort of Good. visceral reaction that felt a little bit different than all the other ones. Mm -hmm. hmm. Good. Looking back, that was really the first time ASMR sounds had ever triggered any sort of physical reaction in me. My neck started to feel warm, almost ticklish. Would I have described it as a brain tingle? No, not exactly, but it felt comfortable, relaxing. Later that day, I asked my wife Steph and my son Ollie to try talking to me softly behind my ears, and again, had the same response. So, who knows, maybe I was able to find my trigger. I guess to know for sure, I'll have to ask more people to politely whisper behind my back. In the meantime, though, there is no denying that ASMR content has helped millions of people, especially over the past few years. During the COVID-19 pandemic, YouTube views of ASMR videos skyrocketed. Annual views of videos related to ASMR grew by over 40% between 2019 and 2020. More and more people started using ASMR videos as a form of self-care. Here's Ernest. We've moved beyond it being kind of cute or quirky when you hear that someone, like Cardi B, for instance, who was widely kind of celebrated when she talked about how much she liked ASMR because it was kind of an anomaly, but... That's no longer the case. Hello. My name is Cardi B. And I'm going to talk a little bit about myself. ASMR content is also reaching more people on YouTube than ever before thanks to YouTube Shorts, the 60-second video format that launched back in 2020. With shorts, a new style of ASMR has emerged that's faster paced, like this play on makeup tutorials from Nursema. It shows her using ASMR sound effects while adding makeup to a drawing of a girl with long brown braids. She starts with primer and applying liquid foundation, and even goes in to tweeze the eyebrows and add mascara. So why is ASMR especially relevant today, in 2023? ASMR is just a part of our lives in a way that was never expected. And the benefit of that is that this kind of therapeutic content 
is now within the reach of everyone. It started as a trend, and now it's just a way of life. Many people now just use it for relaxation and entertainment, like whether they're getting the, the brain tingles or, or not. As for Maria, she's excited about the future impact that ASMR can have on the world. I would love to see it more in real life. So just like on the airplane, you have meditations or videos to watch. I would love to see an option for an ASMR video as well, or ASMR audio. I would love to see it just sprinkled all throughout the world. And who knows? Maybe the future of ASMR includes me. So can you give me a couple of initial tips as far as you know, what I should be looking out for as I begin my own personal ASMR journey. Maria kindly walked me through an ASMR lesson. It all comes down to intention. So you want to be relaxing. The first thing that would come to mind is to slow down your speech. So everything you say, you just spread it out gently and slowly. Then you quiet your voice, maybe even lower it, especially in men's case, just lower it slowly and start speaking, for example, just describing things around you or the things that you're feeling. Go ahead. Oh, man. This feels so antithetical to everything that I've ever learned about YouTube because my whole life has been shouting into a microphone and speaking as fast as possible so people don't click off. So this is a bit of a departure. Um, as I look around the room, we have pieces of sound-reducing foam, a package that just got delivered from Amazon, a couple of pop filters, some spare batteries, and my pen. That's what I have. Wonderful. So then you can also lift those objects up closer to the microphone, and then you can just gently make noises as you describe it. So. This is a beautiful leather pouch right here. It has a nice texture. I love how squishy it is. <laughs> and you can turn pages just like so. Go ahead. I have my foam. It's mm -hmm. a bit bumpy. And as I rub my fingers across it, it's nice and coarse, which is nice because it helps absorb all that sound from my recording booth. Yep, there we go. You're doing a great job. That was really good. Looks like I have something to fall back on if I ever get tired of theorizing. I don't know if you noticed this in the various interview clips, but as I had these conversations with ASM artists and experts, I found myself really, really dialing it back, slowing down, getting quieter. By the end of my time with Maria, it felt like I was practically inaudible. And I think that's what I've realized the most as I've gone through this journey. ASMR isn't just content. In a lot of ways, it's a lifestyle. It's a mental state. It's a commitment to personal well-being, both your own and that of those around you. I know that I run a mile a minute, constantly feeling the need to shout above the noise, but this journey taught me that there can be a different pace to life, and that sometimes the quietest whispers truly speak volumes. Thanks for listening to episode three of Like and Describe, YouTube's first official trends podcast. I'm Matt Pat. You can find out more and watch a video of my full ASMR lesson with Maria at yt.be slash like describe. 
That's yt.be slash like describe. And we'd love to hear what you think. Leave a comment on the video with your ideas for future episodes, what you've liked, or anything you can think of to make the show better. Speaking of sharing thoughts, if you'd like to contribute to Dr. Richard's research, just head on over to asmruniversity.com and scroll down to click the ASMR Research Survey. Like and Describe is produced by Emily Shaw, Rachel Pilgrim, Amanda Olszewski, Brian Farnham, and Rachel Pena. This episode was edited and mixed by Zach McNeese. Fact-checking by Myasel Spotted Elk. Special thanks to Kevin Alaka, Ernest Petty, and Chris DeCesar. Our theme song is by Megan Begala. See you next time! <laughs>